you are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, football fans, to another episode of Locked On NFL here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day with your Tuesday host, Luke Braun of Locked On Vikings and myself, Ross Jackson of Locked On Saints. On today's episode of Locked On NFL, the Jets pull off a trade and they send Sam Darnold to the Carolina Panthers in exchange for some picks. We'll talk about all of the draft compensation as well as whether or not Sam Darnold's new home on South Mid Street is actually going to provide him a chance to finally live up to his draft expectations. The Jets also pull in some draft capital here and look set to select BYU's Zach Wilson, number two overall. Was this a win or a loss for the new look New York Jets? And then finally, we'll bring in the fantasy aspect from Locked on Dynasty Football's Marcus Mosher as he joins us for our fantasy forum like we do every Tuesday here on Locked on NFL. Will Carolina's weapon strive or struggle with with Darnold at quarterback. Once again, I'm Ross Jackson at Ross Jackson NOLA, joined as always on Tuesdays by Luke Braun at Luke Braun NFL, and this is Locked On NFL. And if you want more thoughts on this trade, make sure you go and check out our other national show, Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson are going to be breaking this down as well. But let's get it started over here on today's episode, Luke. Uh, what are your thoughts here with this trade? Sam Darnold heads to Carolina in exchange for some draft capital for the New York Jets. Yeah, I I think the price is telling us a lot about where the league falls on Sam Darnold. The league, I think, has kind of given up on him. And I think a lot of Jets fans definitely did. Jets obviously did. And and they kind of punted him away for what is comparatively for quarterbacks. And we just saw Matt Stafford and the Jared Goff trade, their first round picks flying everywhere for these guys, Uh, you know, with even with with Carson Wentz to the Colts. And now with this, it's a second next year a fourth next year, and then a sixth this year. And right. so rule of thumb for trying to parse out what it means to defer draft picks a year, rule of thumb, put it down around. So a second next year is like a third this year. So if you yep. traded away what was supposed to be your your franchise quarterback, three years ago, this guy was going to rescue the Jets. And you traded that away for a third, a fifth, and a sixth. That's about the yeah. price here. Yeah. And so yeah. what the Panthers think they're getting is a steal. Because if, you know, it's, I can fix him, right? Um, and if you yeah. think you can fix him and you can get more out of him than what the Jets did, and I, I don't think that's, there's a lot of people out there that say, well, it was, you know, the Jets were so dysfunctional, nobody was going to succeed there. But my thing with the Panthers is that Sam Darnold in New York wasn't a good quarterback with bad surroundings. He was a bad quarterback with bad surroundings. Right. He ranked dead last in a lot of things, which there are plenty of quarterbacks out there with crappy surroundings, working with dumb offensive lines who have no weapons, who have dumb coaches who got fired. <laughs> Sam Darnold didn't do any better than any of those guys. So yeah. I think to be as bad as the Jets were, you have to be not only a bad quarterback, but also have bad surroundings. He's not solely responsible for the failure of the Jets, but he doesn't get a perfect pass because the Jets were also bad. Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, I, I think that, you know, people take a lot of opportunities to take their shots at, you know, um, Adam Gase and, and everything. And, and there's some truth there. Don't get me wrong. But also, I mean, like, let's go back to the quarterback annual for a moment as well. I mean, you look at, you know, accurate plus passes in terms of those that are on target and accurate 29th in the NFL there out of 32 
accuracy percentage all told 30th out of 32 inaccurate uh but catchable 28th most passes there and then uncatchable 30th ranked there so you look at all these spots in terms of 51.9 percent accuracy even when on target like when when trying to hit into the frame of a receiver it's just not a good look in terms of just Sam Darnold as a whole outside of the coaching that was there outside of the offensive game plan that was there. It's just Sam Darnold himself had trouble maximizing his opportunities, even when he did have them. And, you know, I think he's had a couple of games and he certainly had his moments where you could see him operate up to expectation. I just don't feel like putting him in Carolina with, you know, a second year NFL quarterback and a second year NFL offensive coordinator, as much as I respect Joe Brady for his quick ascension in the NFL, I just don't know if there's enough yet in for me to believe that Sam Donald ends up really being bolstered at all by by a new environment, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's the other side of this. I mean, look, with what Matt Rule wants to do in Carolina with a lot of you know, more horizontal stuff with, you know, guys like uh, Christian McCaffrey, um, mm-hmm. and you know, shorter passes and stuff. It does fit what Sam Darnold does because Sam Darnold can't throw the deep ball. He's just like really inaccurate. Right. And so you have to hide him and protect him. And that's one of the challenges the Jets had. And they didn't do a great job of this, obviously, because so many other things on that team were broken. But he threw 64% of his passes behind 10 yards, which is a really insane percentage. Other quarterbacks aren't, aren't doing that. Other quarterbacks are able and allowed to get more aggressive, but... Sam Darnold kind of all he had was a swing pass and you can't build an offense around that. So I don't know what the plan is for here for Carolina with Sam Darnold. I don't know what skill set Sam Darnold has that is going to like bring them out of the depths of mediocrity. To me, I I just don't see a path forward where Carolina is successful in the long term. And we're not sitting here in two years going, who's Carolina going to draft with their top five pick as a quarterback? Yeah, absolutely. And look, I I think that, you know, the next thing they're going to have to do is button up the offensive line. But even when he had time, uh, 2.1 seconds to 2.5 seconds, a 69 passer rating, 2.6 to 3 seconds, a 68.4 passer rating. He only really had a good passer rating, 94.2, if he was snapping and throwing with two seconds or less. So on those quick pass scenarios, just like you mentioned, most of those very likely being within 10 yards or behind the line of scrimmage even. And so uh, I just, I don't know yet. I don't know yet. It, it, it is a little bit of a wait and see situation for me. Is this really what Carolina thought was going to be the answer at quarterback? And is it worth the investment that they made? Which again, I think you kind of have to feel like it is because otherwise you're spending pick number eight on a quarterback in the NFL draft, which is still also a question mark. So for right. Carolina... Where were they going to go? Yeah. Yeah. I I see this, but for Sam Darnold, I just don't know if this is really going to put him in a position where he's actually going to maximize himself yet. Right. And then what that path is, I mean, I'll be curious to see it, but hey, maybe you disagree with us. Maybe you think the Carolina Panthers are on their way to the Super Bowl. If you wanted to maybe place a wager on that, plus 2200 to win the NFC Championship, you you make your money back 23 to 1 if you want to place a quick five bucks on it and you believe. (laughs) Stranger things have happened, right? You can find Stranger that things have on, happened. 
<laughs> you can find that on betonline.ag. That is your online sportsbook experts. You can bet on NFL futures. You can bet on like who's going to win what division. You can bet on basketball, baseball, everything that is going on, even award shows and reality TV, all kinds of crazy stuff. That's at betonline.ag. It's free to sign up on your mobile or your computer. And uh, make sure that when you do sign up, when you do your first deposit, enter promo code locked on because then you'll get a 50% welcome bonus. That means on your first deposit, for every $100 you put in, you get $50 on top of it. That's free gambling money. Head on over to betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. All right, y'all, if you just can't get enough of the Sam Darnold trade, want to hear more about it, as well as everything else going on in the world of sports, make sure you check out the Locked On Today podcast. Everything you need to know in your sports news update with the Locked On Today podcast in less than 20 minutes. Find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. All right, so we talked a little bit about the Sam Darnold trade from the Carolina Panthers perspective. New host over at Locked On Panthers as well, Julian Council. Not super excited about Sam Darnold, but not. I'm excited to hear him break it down a bit about why. And, you know, he can get a little bit deeper into it because we'll have a whole two weeks of shows, I'm sure. We'll be able to break it down. So go and check him out over at Locked on Panthers. But you could also check out John Butchko over at Locked on Jets, looking at this from the Jets perspective. The Jets pick up a six-round pick this year. They pick up a second and a fourth-round pick for 2020. Two for the upcoming draft where they now have double ones and double twos. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like they won this trade considering how low we are on Sam Darnold? I, I do. I, I do think mm-hmm. they won the trade. Like if you just look mm-hmm. at who comes out ahead here, right? This is for the Jets a turning of the page. The Sam Darnold yes. era did not work out. They are now going to move on to probably the Zach Wilson era mm-hmm. and the Zach Wilson, Robert Sala. Now they're doing the wide zone thing. All of that is is now the Jets' identity, and they can move on from the era of Adam Gase misery. So I, I think you can probably feel good if you're the Jets about getting draft capital back for a guy who probably shouldn't have been your starting quarterback anymore. You got to move on to the mm-hmm. next chapter. It's not so much a cost benefit, the economics of it, the price, you know, did you sell or, or, or buy at the right price or anything like that, or who came out ahead. It's more the Jets turned the page, and now they get to be in a new era because the last one absolutely did not work. The thing is, I think that's probably a hard sell for Jets fans, because how good mm. can you feel about punting away an era that, again, just a couple of years ago was supposed to like be the new future of the Jets? We felt the way about Sam Darnold that we're going to feel about Zach Wilson right now. And I think that's probably a tough sell for Jets fans. So I think the Jets did win the trade, but I wouldn't blame any Jets fans if they didn't exactly feel too jazzed about this kind of admission of failure of the last three or four years. Sure, sure. And, and I think your point stands, too, though, that even though it is a bit of an, an, an admission of failure, this is a brand new regime that's looking to essentially wipe everything that the previous regime did and try to start over with something new. The good news is that they didn't have to trade up and mortgage their future for Zach Wilson. They're just here and they get to True. select Zach Wilson at this point. Or we assume Zach Wilson. We think it's a safe bet. But, you know, we talked a little bit about Sam Darnold and what it is that he didn't bring in terms of deep ball accuracy and and being able to stretch the field a bit. Zach Wilson, if he's the guy, is going to bring that. 1,286 mm-hmm. deep yards, according to Pro Football Focus's NFL draft guy, which was third in the class for that with his 2020 season rank. Uh, 35 of 56 with a 131 passer rating and 12 touchdowns on 20-plus yard throws. That's a pretty good situation for a team that's looking to expand the field. And if you're worried that, oh, well, only the only thing he's going to be able to do is throw the deep ball, he was also 101 on 119 with nine touchdowns and a 123.3 passer rating with passes less than 10 yards 
beyond the line of scrimmage. So he can do sort of more, uh, you know I mean? He, he expands your field. He doesn't change your field, if that makes sense. So you don't end up mm-hmm. losing the productivity that you had within 10 yards to be able to get the ball out quickly and still be able to do things. Zach Wilson, we'll see if he pans out at the NFL level, but clearly the Jets feel like wherever they're going at quarterback at number two, which again, we presume is Zach Wilson, puts them in a better situation than they would have been able to go with Sam Darnold, who they were going to end up having to trade anyway. Probably better to trade Mm -hmm. him here before the draft as opposed to after the draft where everyone knows that you don't need the guy anymore. Right. And, you know, maybe there's something to be said on the other side of, you know, who who missed out on quarterbacks in the draft, who's desperate, right? Is mm-hmm. if Denver didn't get their guy or something, you know, are they going to be desperate and able to pay a little more and maybe you sure. can do that? But it's I, I think that's debatable either way. Um, I, I would agree with the Jets that I think mm-hmm. that they the Jets put themselves in a position where they are going to be better long term now than if they had weirdly tried to like stick with Sam Darnold and pick like Jamar Chase at number two or something weird like that, right? Like that yeah. was never going to happen. Um, and I, I, an interesting thought that I had with all of this though, because you saw the Jets pay three second rounders to mm-hmm. move up a few years ago in the 2018 draft to go from six to three and they go to three, they pick a quarterback and it doesn't work out now they're punting. Well, Kyle Shanahan just kind of did the same thing. What do you think he's thinking right now? <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Shanahan's like, I thought this was a good idea. I'll tell you what the thing, and I think we agree on this, is the way to avoid that is to not draft Mac Jones number three overall <laughs> and instead to go ahead and draft Justin Fields. But the good news for Kyle Shanahan is that this is where the coaching could potentially come into play in that we've seen Kyle Shanahan succeed with mediocre quarterback play. So even if you do end up drafting somebody that doesn't fully pan out and live to up to their expectations for San Francisco, their system still is such that it could bolster the talent that's there at the quarterback position one way or another. Yeah, and I think it's not quite complete yet. There's still building to do. And when, you know, when you're in a bad position, like where the Jets were going, you know, two and 14 and, uh, you know, being in the top five like every year, that's going to happen. Right. Um, but I think with where their uh, where their coaching staff is at, people seem like they want to go play for the Jets. They now have Corey Davis. I-, I do think they have a good structure to support that quarterback. So I think if you're a Jets fan, you can feel like this offseason is going the right way. You just wish you weren't starting so far behind everybody else. I yeah, guess it's, it's that's like where starting I'm from at. scratch again, man. It really is right for the umpteenth time because Jets fans mm-hmm. have been you know mired in this for like forty years. Oh man. Speaking of sputtering engines, if your car has, <laughs> if your car is having any problems and you need to go get any parts for it, sometimes mechanics can upsell you. Sometimes you can get the exact same part, exact same brand, exact same everything at a place like rockauto.com. Just enter your make, your year, and your model to make sure you're getting something that's, that is compatible with your car. And you can probably save a buck doing so as well because they will not upsell you as a retail customer like some of the brick-and-mortar auto shops will do uh, as compared to like their wholesale buyers. That's at rockauto.com. Again, enter your year, your make, and your model. And at checkout in the How You Heard About Us section, let them know that Locked On sent you. That's Rock Auto, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. All right, NFL fans, we are rolling right along with another episode of Locked On NFL Tuesday edition with Luke Braun and Ross Jackson. The NFL draft is weeks away, and it's time to start following our Locked On NFL draft duo, the Draft Dudes podcast. Watches every prospect so you don't have to. 
and the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast is your daily draft news and mock draft podcast as well. So follow our Locked On NFL Draft Podcasts over at the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And joining us for our Fantasy Forum is Marcus Mosher at Marcus underscore Mosher on Twitter. You can hear him every day over at the Locked On Cowboys podcast as well as the Locked On Dynasty Football podcast. Marcus, we got to do a little talking here. I know you believe in Sam Darnold. You have to change our minds a little bit because we're not completely convinced. We're not convinced, man. So what is it? What does this trade do for his fantasy value? I don't know if it does anything for his fantasy value, but to me, I think he is competent enough. And I know Luke is probably hating for me to use the word competent, (laughs) but competent enough to continue to get the ball to these playmakers. I want to start with DJ Moore because I think outside of Christian Christian McCaffrey, he's the most valuable player on this offense back-to-back seasons with exactly 1,215 yards. Um, I'm going to tell you the quarterbacks that DJ Moore has caught passes from over the last couple of years. Washed up Cam Newton, Kyle Allen, Will Greer, Teddy Bridgewater, and P.J. Walker. Um, I think Sam Darnold is at the very least in that same tier of quarterback. So he's going to be just, just fine. Mm-hmm. I don't know if if uh, Sam Darnold's ever going to be a top 12 quarterback for fantasy, mm-hmm. but I do think he's going to be good enough to give us, uh, you know, to continue to feed targets to our superstars. He's not going to be like a reason to get rid of Robbie Anderson or anything. Exactly. But my question is more about Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. It seems like this is good for Christian McCaffrey's stock as if it could like go any higher or whatever. But am I even right about that or should I reevaluate that? No, you're absolutely right. Uh, Sam Darnold is one of the quarterbacks that absolutely feeds targets to running backs. And that's Christian McCaffrey's game. So I have no doubt at all that Christian McCaffrey is going to get continue to get fed the problem here is if you think Sam Darnold is a bad quarterback, <clears throat> Luke, uh, then you don't <laughs> think Carolina is going to be in scoring positions very often. Right. I actually think he's going to be an upgrade over Teddy and therefore being, you know, giving McCaffrey, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson more scoring chances. So I think this is a net positive for McCaffrey and company. Um, but I've been wrong before, so we'll see. I mean, I think from a fantasy angle, if you are losing all the time and you're chasing the game, you know, that you'll, you'll get your, your volume up opportunity. Right. But I think there's also the chance that Darnold is just a more competent quarterback than Teddy or Cam that we've seen over the last two years. And if he is just, this is an offense that's going to go from, you know, like 2.1 red zone trips per game to maybe three red zone trips a game. And that just gives us more scoring opportunities. So is it the most exciting quarterback move in the world? no, but I do think it is a at least a slight upgrade over what we've seen over the last two years. And you have to imagine that pick eight for the Carolina Panthers in the draft here goes in some way to either providing an additional weapon to Sam Darnold or providing protection for him to allow him to maximize the weapons around, right? Yeah, I would have to assume right now that Penny Sewell or Rashawn Slater, one of those two feel mm-hmm. like a lock at number eight. And it's there's a chance that Carolina could move down and still pick up an offensive lineman. But uh, yeah, that seems pretty likely. Yeah, it's it's interesting the the way that that affects like the draft order too, because now you've got a team like like Denver that might take a quarterback or something. And now like, how does their situation change and all that? And the ripple can kind of go forward. But I think with the other side of this coin, we now definitely have Zach Wilson going to the Jets. Mm-hmm. I, we've kind of already penciled that in, but it does seem like it's like it, you might as well set your watch by it now. So how does it affect guys like Denzel Mims or whoever? Yeah, I don't think it honestly affects them too much. I think 
Corey Davis is somebody that I'm not super high on this year, just because I don't believe the target volume is going to, is going to be there necessarily. They've got a bunch of other weapons, but can I actually go back Luke really quickly and talk about Denver? Because I think that's the most interesting angle here, right? Because Mm -hmm. the Broncos are loaded on offense outside of quarterback with Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy and the tight ends. If they get a competent quarterback, all of, all of a sudden, the sky is the limit for that offense. So if you are somebody that does own shares of Sutton, Jerry, Judy, uh, Melvin Gordon, I think you're really, really hoping that one of Trey Lance or Justin Fields falls to you because uh, those guys, I think, would all get a significant bump if that's the case. Yeah, I wonder if we're, I mean, this is like now going to be like draft talk, but it's that season. I wonder yeah. if, if we're going to see, you know, who does Atlanta trade down with? Maybe it's Denver. That feels like a great. A Atlanta is now if Carolina is open to, yeah. you know, somebody moving up from, I don't know, from 13 or whatever, uh, or somebody like the Patriots moving up. Mm-hmm. And now you want to get up and get your quarterback. If you're Denver, that might be more like now you've kind of got somebody in front of you that it's a, a little scarier if it's open for business. Mm-hmm. Ross, do we think the Falcons stay there and pick it four and pick a playmaker? Or do we think they go quarterback? I think they stay there and, and pick a and pick a playmaker. Um, I, I don't I don't think that they should. I think they should. I think they should pick a quarterback because Matt Ryan's going to be. I mean, Matt Ryan's already sort of on his last leg, not last legs, but you know what I mean. He's going to get there very He's like quickly. Thirty six, thirty seven. What yeah, are Saints fans hoping yeah. that the Falcons? Uh, do? Let me let me rephrase Saints fans that. are probably hoping that they go with the playmaker because if you yeah. don't have the yep. most important position on your team you know, set for the next few years. And that, that works in, a, in an advantage to the NFC South. I still think Kyle Pitts would just be nasty. Oh my gosh. I think, can you imagine? So I Julio think Jones. that's where he needs to yeah. go. And I do. Oh my gosh. And th- you know, the thing is if you draft Kyle Pitts and Matt Ryan doesn't work out, can you imagine the next rookie quarterback walking into that situation? With, right. With, uh, you know, Julio, Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts, and maybe it's not a rookie quarterback. Maybe that's a situation where a veteran quarterback would love to come mm-hmm. and play with those weapons. That's right. Yeah. Maybe you have a guy an attractive... that posted Jeopardy a couple yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You have a really, really attractive oh, wow. scenario there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that would and, be the Tom Brady path, right? Hey, let's right. go to Atlanta. God, love I'm going to play, play in a dome with a good offensive coordinator and Arthur Smith with all these weapons. Yep. That would be fun. Yeah. Now, people, you have a, Packer fans are going to be so upset with this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to have a really, I mean, they have Terry Fontenot there now, who's one of the better pro personnel general managers in the NFL in terms of luring talent. And so if he's got Kyle Pitts, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley to flash in front of a next, the net, their next quarterback, it's a pretty good situation. Yeah, I mean, and I think that is going to be a destination for teams, especially, or for quarterbacks, especially once this Tom Brady thing ends here in Tampa, right? I know he's not going to last forever, maybe another year or two, but Mm -hmm. Aaron Rodgers, obviously, that's the biggest name, but what if one of these other kind of upper range quarterbacks becomes available? Atlanta would be a very interesting spot with those three playmakers. Yeah, indeed. Hey, Marcus, thank you so much for uh, coming by. Absolutely. Anytime, guys. All right, everybody, tomorrow, somebody from the Locked On NFL Draft pool of experts is coming on to talk to Tony Wiggins and James Rapine uh, for their Wednesday show. That's, of course, the draft day, but, you know, it's draft season, so I hope you guys are excited for that. In the meantime, for Ross Jackson at Ross Jackson Nola, I'm Luke Braun at Luke Braun NFL on Twitter. We'll see you all next time. Thank you all for listening to the Locked On NFL podcast, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.